Kabiso Musiya on SAFM. So let's talk then about boxers moving from the Eastern Cape to Gauteng. Most of them moved to Gauteng. And we are joined on the line firstly by boxing enthusiast Ace Sidinile, uh, who's always, we always call him just to pick his brain here. And thankfully, he's always available to speak to us, a man with a wealth of knowledge when it comes to boxing. The Ace, good evening. And thanks again for speaking to us here on SAFM tonight. Good evening, Tavison. Good evening to you all listeners and uh, compliments of the new year to everyone. Thank you, Thais. Compliments to you. I'm not going to ask you about the specific case of Loduma because we will speak to Pumzila Makila later on. But in your opinion, AC Denile, um, if the Eastern Cape, like I said, is the Mecca, why are we seeing our top boxers continue to move out of the province? It's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's quite... <clears throat> the question might be easy to ask, but the, 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 the answer a little bit complicated because there's no one particular reason. <clears throat> because um, in any in any situation where there's economic activity, migration becomes part of that um, uh, uh, situation. So people would migrate from one area to the other to look for greener pastures. Um, if the grass is greener on the other side, then um, why not? People move. But um, what has been happening commonly, particularly um, with the Eastern Cape and Gauteng, was that boxers from the Eastern Cape, in all honesty, were poached um, and promised um, uh, heaven on earth by the guys in Gauteng. Uh, you'd recall there was a time when Veteka, Tete, or the Tete brothers, for that matter, Maputi Sinyabi, and all these other guys. Pumzil Makila, too, the one that we're going to talk to. Mm. They moved. They moved from uh, East London uh, to Gauteng. To, to um, and as I was talking to some of them, just to try to understand what was going on, <clears throat> the, 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 the common factor in their responses was that, well, there are a lot of sponsors or sponsorships in Gauteng, and they get a job, and so on, and so on, and so on. So the reason is mainly economical, or it's, it's, mainly, it's mainly economics, rather. Um, because, you know, our boxers, they fight once or twice a year, and then they sit um, idling for the, other, for the bigger part of the year without getting money, particularly those that come from the Eastern Cape. But once they move to Gauteng, if they are not fighting, at least they are working. So there is income, I mean, economic activity happening there. Okay, we're going to get into that shortly, Ace Dinila. But um, is the grass always greener than on the other side? Excuse me? I'm saying, is, is the grass, because you mentioned that the grass is always green on the other side. Is it always green from, from what's happened over the past few years? Nah, nah. But the problem is that you see that it's not green after fact, unfortunately. And 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 you know you you know also hindsight is the is the is the is the is the best teacher. But look, there are guys who went who went from here to Gauteng. Um, some of them didn't get to fight for world titles. Some some did. Some didn't win world titles. Some did. But one thing for sure, they gained experience in terms of knowing 
what is happening in the big cities, what is happening, you know, in the big gyms, what is happening in terms of um, well-resourced gyms and so on and so on. They learned a lot because there's a difference of knowledge between what uh, Vekeka knows and what um, any other boxer from the Eastern Cape who didn't go to to Gauteng in terms of knowledge. There's, there's a vast difference. So they might have not been so successful when it comes to boxing per se, but in terms of personal growth, yes, it helped a lot. Okay, we've got a voice note here. We're talking to Ace Dinela, just uh, picking his brain on why the boxers from the Eastern Cape, especially, I know from all over the country, they move even from Limpopo, even from uh, KZN, the guys are moving to Gauteng. Uh, so we're just trying to find out why, because the Eastern Cape, we've always known that it is the mecca of boxing. It produces uh, these top, top, top boxers from back in the day. I mean, you can count them um, at the top of your head, I'm sure. But let's take a voice note that's come through on 614 Molo um, I'm Eastern Cape born and raised, eh? Mm. Uh, East London, especially Monty. There was always good boxers, eh? Always good boxers. Um, a lot of the white guys, a lot of my white buddies used to go and box with the guys in Dunsany. I think it was Golden Gloves. I don't know too much about boxing. But answering your question, people leave the Eastern Cape because there's just no bucks, eh? We've always been the provider. We've always been the nursery. We're the seed bed here. Eastern Cape's most important province, um, maybe second to Gauteng with the, the economics. But but we we are we are the providers. We we the people. Quite simply, the move for the money. Thank you. Thanks for that. And I think it goes then with what Ace Danila was saying about just. Um the migration is caused by the economic situation and better opportunities and sponsorships um, in Gauteng. So, Da'ez, um, if you take that voice note into account, then is it good for the boxers to look out for what's best for them? Well, it's good for everyone to look out what's best, what, I mean, what is best for them. Um, but you see, you see with boxing, it's, it's, it's a little bit different because you have trainers here um, who, would, who would work with these boys from amateur level and they would grow and they would, they would invest time, money, resources to make sure that these boys uh, go to be very good professionals. So all of a sudden these boys go and migrate to Johannesburg, which becomes a problem then uh, to those that are left behind. I, I, I just forget the year, but at one point we had a convention where we took a resolution that if such happens, then we would adopt what is done in, um, in, in soccer, mm. that there is um, a transfer fee or something like that. Uh, but it, unfortunately, it was, never, it was never implemented. But, 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 but um, <clears throat> for any person, for personal growth and uh, better economic opportunities, uh, it's well and good to move. But the other side of the very same coin is that you have those that have invested time and money and other resources for the growth of this particular box. So it's a, it's a, it's a complex situation, as I, as I said earlier. 
And that's what I asked at the top of the show. I mean, in football, if you groom a player up until the age of 18 and you sell the player, you get money. And even if it's yeah. it's not the case, even if they buy the player from you, you get money. So are yeah. you saying that it's unlikely then for those like Ochif, just to make an example, if they've groomed an Azinga or a Nomeva to get compensation? There's, there's nothing basically cast in stone. There was a resolution in one of the conventions we <clears throat> we attended. I, I just forgot the year. I'm sorry, Tabitha. So I just forgot. But there is there, was a, <clears throat> there is such a resolution. But the issue is, how do you value a particular boxer? How much do you attach, or how much value do you attach to a boxer? So, and that's 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 the the, the problem is that that was going to be open for corruption. And uh, you're going to expose quite a lot of people. So that's why I think it was not implemented. And then the, the, the other thing is, I think it's high time that, that PSA, the board in particular, should, um, should, should, should deal thoroughly with their contracts. Um, so that when a boxer is attached to a manager or a promoter A, there is a contract in place. Um, and it should be a tight contract, not what is there now. What is there now? It's not. It's not. It's not even worth the paper it is written on. Um, so you can you can you can limit that and have a situation where the two parties will actually talk for the release then from the contract, as is the case in other countries in boxing. If the migration happens, there's always an agreement between the three parties. The, 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 the boxer, the one who was with the boxer before, and the one that the boxer is going to. So, 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 so that there's that mutual understanding. And there's always some transaction um, happening if that is the case. Okay, let's take a quick break. AC Daniela will continue after this. If anybody has a comment about boxers migrating from the Eastern Cape to Gauteng in particular, do send us your voice notes to 061 <laughs> For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. We're still talking to boxing enthusiast Ace Sedinile. I like my title. <laughs> yes, because you know everything about boxing, Ace Sedinile. You mentioned earlier on that when they get to Gauteng, they also get to do other jobs. And I've seen some yeah. of the guys here, they become personal trainers, they do a lot of other stuff. Is that ideal? For a professional I, I, boxer. Yeah, I, I, I think it is. Um, I think it is. Um, I think I, the, the person who I think started this was the late um, Nick Duran, so uh, rest in peace. I think he started it here at the gym in Norwood, I think. Yes, he did. Um, and then all the boys that he recruited, <clears throat> um, he used them as personal trainers because he had uh, a, a, a gym for a particular class in the society, not necessarily for boxing or whatever. So I think for economic activity and for them to be able to get by, you know, on day-to-day expenses, um, I, I, I think it's a good idea. Um, unlike us here, the, the boy goes to the gym, he comes back, he does nothing the whole day, and then he'll go to the gym later on in the day. It's a question of opportunities more than anything, Talis. Is it also a question of earning a living? Yes. Hence, I'm saying uh, they, they, they're able to get by 
you know, uh, those that go to Gauteng, they earn a living other than looking at only one source of uh, income, which is boxing. So they <clears throat> they were telling me that they get a particular percentage uh, for every person that gets uh, through the door, which is which was a, a good thing. Um, whether the percentage is big or small, I'm sure that's a discussion for another day. But the 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 the, the, the mere fact that they were getting um, other income besides boxing, I think it's a good move. Is that how it should be, the ace? Or ideally, should a boxer just pro- concentrate on his or her career? Well, it depends. I think it depends on the level of a boxer at the particular time. Because um, the higher you go in, um, in boxing in terms of the level, the more professional you have to be. Uh, professionalism then means you, ha- you focus 100% on boxing. Um, so it depends. It depends. But if at a young age a boy is exposed to a working environment, um, besides only getting income, he's also being taught discipline, he's being taught uh, timekeeping, he's being taught professionalism. So it contributes to his personal or individual development as a person, um, other than only being trained, boxing, and so on and so on. So um, it, 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 it has got its own advantages um, also, but I think the, those advantages, they outweigh the disadvantages. Yes, and we've just got a message here that says, I think the topic should be the migration of boxers to Gauteng because we have lots of boxers from other provinces as well as KZN, Trunum, Talane, Limpopo. Yes, I did I did mention that at the end of the show. Maybe you've just joined mm-hmm. us, whoever sent us this message. I said the only reason we are focusing on the Eastern Cape is that it's known as the Mecca of boxing. So why is it so hard for the Eastern Cape if it, it is the hotbed of boxing to keep its boxers in the Eastern Cape? Otherwise, I did say at the top of the show that we know that there are a lot of boxers from around the country that move to Gauteng. But the irony, the irony Tavis, again, is that in the past five, six, uh, dare I say eight years, all the boxers migrated from the Eastern Cape to Gauteng. Most of the time they were fighting in the Eastern Cape. Now, if you, yes. if you check, if you check, they would go and train in Gauteng, but during fight time, they go back and fight in the state case. Yes. So there's another dimension to it um, that we still need to check. What was the problem exactly beyond the beyond probably the um, the availability of fights? Because earlier on, the excuse was the availability of fight of I amino mean, fights, and then. When the Eastern Cape government intervened uh, solely, you know, to mitigate on this particular uh, 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 issue, then they started to go to Gauteng, but approach um, promoters from the Eastern Cape, and they were contracted by promoters from the Eastern Cape, and they would come and, and, and fight in, in, in East London. So what can the Eastern Cape do then to make sure that it can keep its boxers? You spoke about sponsorship and economic opportunities. Are those just not available at all in the Eastern Cape? Is it not possible at all? It is possible. It is possible. But I think, I just think that we need to up our professionalism. I just think that we need to be um, bold enough to approach the corporate uh, sector, not to depend on government. I just think um, the the corporate sector in the Eastern Cape, but it should not necessarily in East London, because 
you 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 had very good um um uh, uh, boxers from Port Elizabeth and Amtata um where the the spot is non existent. So I think we need to be bold enough just to approach them and also there needs to be um some appetite also from the corporate world in this part of the in this part of the country so that they inject money into the sport. To inject money into the sport doesn't mean sponsor tournaments and all of that. Let's have well-equipped gyms. Let's avail opportunities for our young men to go and work during the day. Let's avail sponsorships and so on and so on. I know that the companies who are sponsoring boxers here, um, I won't mention them, uh, but I know that there are guys who are sponsoring boxers. Some of them are, are, are giving them allowances on a monthly basis. But the problem is that in the long run, because that, that, that exercise is not sustainable now, particularly during the pandemic and also during the, the absence of television, because each and every sponsor, they need a partnership, and their benefit in that partnership will be to get mileage that they deserve. And, and they're you... not getting it. Yes. But but is is there a will from corporate to get involved when it comes to boxing in the Eastern Cape, especially in East London, since it's the number one spot? There is, there is. I mean, I've been talking to quite a, a lot of people um, who are in the corporate space. Um, I think the question should be: Do we allow them <laughs> to 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 take part in this space? Uh, that's one point. Secondly. Um, I think it is upon ourselves to to assure them that they are being involved in boxing will be more of an investment instead of charity. Because I know that some of the guys they 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 approach the corporate world as I mean they're approaching um, assistance for charity, which is not the case. Because there needs to be mutual benefit between between you as the one who needs. Um, financial injection. So the sooner we change our approach when we talk to the corporate world, the better, because it should be an approach of mutual benefit more than um, an approach of, char- of, of, of charity. Is that what you mean by professionalism? Zambetis <sighs> again. Or what do you mean by professionalism? For instance, if you if you if you approach um, Tabiso Holdings, you need to approach Tabiso Holdings with a document that is worth the money that you're asking from Tabiso Holdings. You can't write a one-page document and say, "Please give me two million rands. I want to do a tournament." You can't do that. That's not professionalism. All right. The second one, <clears throat> if Tabiso Holdings gives you um, a tenth of what you asked for. Use that tenth, but show Tabiso as to the benefits of using that tenth. So the professionalism is there. Uh, I'm sorry I, I had to be philosophical when I answered your question. <laughs> and, um, okay, let me just take a call here from Bongani from Jabulani in Soweto. Bongani, good evening, and thank you for calling us on SAFM tonight. Good, good, good afternoon. How are you, sir? We are fine, thanks, and you? Good evening, Reza. Yeah, I know uh, to uh, the operator. I know that so you are a walking encyclopedia. 
for starters. But now the question that I want to ask you is, there is this story that happened uh, about two, three years back. I read about it in the newspaper. There is this Eastern Cape boxer, professional boxer. Oh, Bongan. Okay, let's try and get him back on the line there, Katlejo. Uh, we'll try. I'm not sure which boxer he's talking about. Uh, but we're going to try and get Bongani back on the line. That is just to go back to you. Oh, okay, mm. we've got Bongani back on the line. Let's try it again. Bongani, which you were talking about a boxer? Yes, a professional boxer from the Eastern Cape. Yes. What happened is about two, three years back, as the guy, the professional boxer was stepping out from his car. Yes. Just as he was stepping out from his car, there was this car that was standing behind his car. Now, as soon as he stepped out, this other car... Is that Vekeka? I wanted to know what happened to the guy because he was seriously hurt. He was hit okay. by this other car that, was, that, that hit him intentionally. I want to know yes, what his I, name is and what happened to him. I think you're talking about Simpua Vekeka, V12. Mm, we, we actually yeah. spoke to him, Bongani, um, shortly after that accident. It was a hit and run. Um, and he was hit by a car badly. It ended his boxing uh, career. I, I do, the last time that I checked up on Vekeka to find out how he was, was that he was involved in amateur boxing. Um, he was about to become a coach, and I know that he works at one of the hospitals, M. Tanzane, and that actually his son um, was an amateur champion, his nine-year-old son, if I remember correctly. But yeah. but the ace is here. The ace, you're from that region. How is V12 doing? No, he was okay. I mean, he is he's, uh, he's okay. I was, I was with him on Friday. Oh, okay. that helps. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's fine. Um, he's, um, but I'm sure he's crazy because he's still thinking about uh, his last fight because he, he feels that he was forced to retire from the sport. So he, he wants to do his last fight. He's crazy, but he's okay. But he's recovered fully. No, he's recovered fully. He's recovered fully, yeah. And does he work at a hospital or am I mistaking him with somebody else? No, he does. He works oh. at uh, Cecilia Macron Hospital. Okay, no, I thought. Thanks for that, Mongani. We're going to bring him for you next week, actually, maybe just to catch up with him to find out how he's doing, also yeah. mentally, also. And um, the ace, ideally, now as we wrap up this conversation, what would be the ideal situation for you? Do you have no problem with boxers migrating to the to, to Gauteng like everybody else from the Eastern Cape that looks for better opportunities, or would the ideal situation uh, be that uh, the Eastern Cape keeps its boxers? No, I. I in all honesty, I don't have a problem with uh, uh, the movement or the migration of people for, for better economic uh, uh, activities. What needs to happen, particularly um, with us um, in the Eastern Cape, is that we need to have um, some retention strategy. We need to retain um, our, 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 our talent. Um, just like in the workplace, Chaviso, mm. if you don't have a retention strategy, you'd have staff turnover just like that. Um, so it, the professionalism I was talking about um, also uh, comes to play on this one. And then what will be the elements of retention strategy? One, involve the corporate world so that you have sponsorships. Two, um, stop infighting or stop fighting amongst ourselves. Um, because... In the Eastern Cape, it's managers, promoters who are more popular than boxers themselves, um, who, are, who are popular for wrong reasons, um, if I may say that. 
So you need to have boxers who would um, who would be in the media for right reasons. Mm. Because I know uh, one of the reasons Nomeva was um, uh, uh, putting forward for leaving the Eastern Cape was that uh, you guys are fighting amongst yourselves and our careers are suffering, you know, in the in the in the process. So have corporate faith. Um, establish partnerships among stables, promotions, and, 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 and managers. And then work with people in other provinces and learn from them as to what is it that they are doing good. Um, that forms part of the retention strategy. So you retain your talent. Other than that, we're going to produce champions for other people. On that note, there are two questions, three questions here from KG on Twitter, who's clearly putting you on the spot here. They want to know uh, that you've mentioned Nomeva. Has his move to Gauteng been successful in your opinion? I would say um, in terms of boxing, no. But in terms of personal growth, yes. Um, Because remember, shortly, but the, 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 the life of a person is much longer than boxing. So Unomeva has gained a lot of experience in terms of um, being a personal trainer, opening up a gym, and so on and so on. He can do that anywhere. In fact, he has got an annual tournament now in his, um, in his home, hometown of Pizana. That alone means that he has learned a lot. And secondly, I know that he has networked a lot with corporate people uh, down there in Gauteng. Um, that's gaining a lot. In terms of boxing, yes and no. Yes, in that he was able to fight David Haney whilst he was there. Um, um, what else? <laughs> I don't know. But, okay. but, but, yeah. but he, he gained more on the personal growth side more than on the boxing side. Remember, Tavis, I'll always mention this precisely because remember these boxers are are individuals also. You become a person before you become a boxer. Mm. So development needs to be, you know, needs to cover all of that. The other boxer cage is asking you about is Tulani Mbenge. Has he made progress since moving to Gauteng? Well, with Tulani Mbenge, it's different because he started his uh, professional career in Gauteng already. Mm. And he was in Germany also for some time. Yes, because he last fought in the Eastern Cape, um, or he was la- he was last managed in the Eastern Cape when he was an amateur, and then immediately after turning professional, he went to he went he went to Gauteng. Um, did he succeed? Yes, he did. Remember, he's a former world champion. Remember, he he had high ratings in the in the in the in the world ratings. It was only the hiccup or the setback when he lost the IPO um, uh, title. Do I think that he's going to come back and and reclaim his position? Absolutely, I think so. Um, Do I think that he can do that when he's in the Eastern Cape? Definitely not. Azinga? Mm. (laughs) Okay. With Azinga, Azinga, I think I think the good move that was done by uh, Rumble Africa was to partner with Colin for the international network. So Azinga benefited from that. Um, you have you have about three or four fights now coming from uh, Rumble Africa as a result of that partnership. 
which was a very good move. So you don't only have Azinga benefiting from that, but you have quite a number of other boxers in the Ramul Africa stable who are going to, going to benefit from that partnership. But to Azinga as a person, um, I don't know if he would have done any different in, his, in the fight that he lost, even if he was with Chief. I, I'm not sure. I don't want to lie. Um, I spoke to Azinga. I spoke to him when, he, when they were supposed to fight now in November or December. Yeah, early December. I was with him, but I could, I could, I could sense maturity in what, in, in what he was saying. So personal development, yes. Uh, in terms of boxing, your guess is as good as, is as good as mine. But of course, he still has age on his side, so he will. He he, he has age on his side. He's, he has got very good uh, good uh, promotional backing. He has got very good um, um, uh, manager in Colin Nathan. Uh, his team is well is, is well connected. So just like just like Tulanimbenge, I think he lost to Ramikov was just a setback, mm. um, which 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 can be corrected any time. Okay, Asa Dinila, thank you very much for the insight. Always a pleasure uh, talking to you here on uh, SAFM. Yeah, welcome. Just talking about the migration of boxers from the Eastern Cape to Gauteng specifically, since it is the Mecca. Yeah, and uh, promoter um, Sandy Leclerc says, even myself as a promoter, I had to move to Gauteng because most corporate companies have their head offices in Gauteng, including the media houses. So that's why people are, 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 are moving. And it's a good point that you make there, Sandy Leclerc, there. Um, and it was made by the first voice note that we received that it's not just not in boxing, it's just everywhere. Even me, actually. <laughs> Think about it, I migrated from PE to Gauteng for, for better opportunities. But I have lived in Gauteng before, so I don't know if that counts. But anyway, yeah, I, I can understand where we are all coming from.